Ready? Born ready. Uh. It's Wednesday. 2023 shit. Time for your favorite podcast, the favorite podcast. Big boy, big hit. Hey. What you been doing your whole life? Grinding. What you been doing your whole life? Shining. Who it is? doing in this life? Climbing. Busting down Brian Everything is time and, uh, What you been doing Your whole little life LeBron James Jr. Rap What you been doing your The whole King life. Griffey Sr. Jr. Rap Now what we doing In this life I don't know who this is no more Father and son combo No struggling No striving No more police sirens you was a hit boy and big hit. They just dropped this. Keep it a bean that fucked me up, but I kept a gangster that run in my blood. We stay but in heads, but nice. this love. You more than my son, unless run it up. Run it run it So it's his, uh, I'll tell you the story. I'm the general on the streets. I'm the general on these beats. So generally, it's in the DNA. We both a beast. On the B, I got the peas of the trees, Bristol clean. Hit boy, oh, me and my daddy on the track. Davis born in the ring. I've been grinding. <laughs> Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Happy belated Father's Day. I hope you got what you deserve. I hope you got what you want. I hope you got what you need. We're going to do it just like this. What's up, family? You tuning to the Just Other Podcast. Hottest podcast to ever hit the airways. Super excited. We're about to record the greatest episode we have ever recorded. Say it every time, and I mean it every single time. Again, happy belated, happy belated Father's Day, Keith. You know what I'm saying? How you doing, man? What you uh? Yeah, that was a big hit right there, man. So he did nine years in the pen and got out. And as soon as he got out, hit the studio with his son, who happens to be hit, hit boy, the biggest producer in the game in the right game. now. And they dropped the whole album, Father's Day. Hey, you see, you see, he's still. I mean, OG triple OG right. that came out. How, <laughs> how long? How long he was locked up? Nine years. Sheesh. Yeah, nine years. But that's kind of cool. Like, I mean, it's not been cool a lot of nine years, but. It's cool coming out and my son, him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That part. Like, I went in doing music, you know what I'm saying? I left this gift imparted in my son. He stayed true to it and he came, I come out, he him. That's dope. Yeah. So, I mean, he he went in on some, you know, hit, he had a hit and run uh, dip. <laughs> For real? Yeah, yeah. Hit, hit and run, he dipped. A couple people got injured and stuff, but, uh, oh, he, man, but, he, but he evaded though. Like, he was on the run. And they caught him, and the warrant was from that. So he had to sit down, do them, nine, do them nine years. Nine years for that, and nobody died. Uh, it don't say it don't say if nobody died. It just said uh, left people seriously injured, seriously injured. So maybe maybe almost on the brink of death. I don't know. Nine years a lot, and he was he. Was, I wonder if he was intoxicated. Probably was. He ran Probably a lot of things. He ran. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, nine years for that. I'm thinking his name Big Hit. I'm thinking he went in there for something <laughs> gangster. I mean, who knows what he hit a nigga's for? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't got my gun. <laughs> I mean, we all play Grand Theft Auto, nigga. <laughs> I'm be like Corey Holcomb. Corey Holcomb, baby mama. Damn. My baby mama ain't an ain't shit bitch. Try <laughs> to hit, hit him with the car. Damn. But nah, uh, happy Father's Day, man. I uh, appreciate it, man. I ain't really do shit. Just chilling. Yeah. Yeah, chilling. Went to the movies. Had a you know, mental mental day off, but, you know, same old shit. Saw Transformers. It was pretty cool. I feel like all, I feel like ain't no movie hype no more. I feel like there's no, right. 
there hasn't been a good movie in. I can't, remember, I can't remember the last time I felt like movie replay value is gone. Like maybe Avatar was the last time I was excited about a movie and got what I wanted. The second Avatar, you got what yeah. you wanted because because I've been waiting and they gave me what I wanted. Everything else I've been seeing, Spider Man probably was kind of, but uh, still was all right, you know. But this this Transformers it was cool, you know. It was pretty cool scenes, you know. Toby was in it, you know. Shout out to Toby, you know. Well, he had a roll row. Yeah, yeah, no, he had a role, role. Like he, he, he had a role. Yeah, he had some speaking lines. You know, some lines you gotta was, go, go, go over with your wife. You know, no, I did not leave you. <laughs> you know, was he was he wearing that uh coat outfit? Nah, color? nah, nah. He he was straight. I I think he was doing more like he was from New York or some shit. Okay, all right, like, so he might not be yeah, a cult leader. So they for said real. it. They said it in like '94. I didn't even know they were gonna do that, but it's set in '94. So uh-huh. and you can kind of get hear why everybody be selling their rights now because like. Every movie, every movie I hear has hip hop in it. Like I hear Wu Tang now, I hear Biggie, I hear Mary J. Like right, everything. Um, it's pretty cool. Old girl from Swarm was in it. The one from uh Judas and the Black Messiah. The, uh, yeah, the yeah. The, the, she was in it, but they kind of played. Her damn, too. that's so crazy. She was in Judas and Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just remember her crazy ass in Swarm. Like I had to turn that shit off. Yeah, yeah, she was like she was playing that shit too good. Yeah, she she did a thing in Swarm, but uh, this movie, they, you know, then they just got her. Like, we need a black girl, something like that type of shit. Cool movie. Movies ain't the same no more, bro. Like playback value, like you know this this brings me to a thing. There was a thing on Instagram, and it was versus movie versus. Mm. They said in the prime, who wins, Martin or uh, Chris Tucker. Oh, for movies? Yeah. In the prime. And Martin. to me, Martin wins easily. Just because Martin got life and Harlem Night. He had uh, life. No, no, he ain't got, he ain't got Harlem Night. He ain't got Harlem Night. He got, he got life. Yeah, he, he, got, got, he, he had life. He got Big Mama's House, Roscoe Jenkins. Bro, he got, he got uh, Blue Streak. Blue Streak is one. But what's the one with Danny DeVito? Uh, what's the worst that could happen? That shit's funny as hell. Do you got work? What's the work that happened? Chris Tucker got some now. Don't get me wrong. Rush Hour is funny. You know, Fifth Element. The Rush Hour franchise is his life. Yeah. Well, Friday is his life. Yeah, Money Heist was a good one. He got, he got Friday. He got uh, Friday, the one with Money Talks. Money Talks. Money Talks. Money Talks with uh, Charlie. Was that Charlie so it was, a, it was a big, like, people would give us a ph- philosophical reason. Nah, I just say Martin. Martin is bad. But I'm biased. Well, why would Martin. anybody give Chris Tucker? Because, um, uh, Money Talks, Friday. Um, Money Talks and Friday, Friday, he just did one Friday. Yeah, but if it, it, was, came, it was it was iconic, though. Like It's iconic, bro. Yeah, it's iconic, bro. But, like, you know, Bad Boys, that's a that's a whole franchise in itself. So, like, you got Rush Hour, you got Bad Boys. It, yeah, Martin, hands down. Chris Tucker, nah. And you know, you know, Chris Tucker fucked up. So, you know, he just got to get up out that hole. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say, man. Because I fuck with you. you know what I'm saying? But now I saw air. He did. He did his thing in air. He did his thing in air. So like that. That made me miss Chris Tucker. So I hope you know just let him come back. Movie, you know? another movie versus Denzel Samuel uh, Jackson. As far as what nigga Denzel hands down Samuel ain't no good actor. Samuel just does a lot of acting. 
What the fuck does that even mean? Like, because he's in a lot of roles. Like Samuel, you don't think you don't think Samuel's a good a good actor at all? Hell no. Oh, you, you play the same, he played the same role in every fucking movie. Denzel did too, bro. Denzel no, got two movies where he's different. No, he don't. He got two movies where he's no, not Denzel. That's he, bad. That's uh Training Day and that fucking Fences. Oh, you you talking about like recent Denzel? I'm talking about when you talking about from the uh, dirt starting out acting. Denzel has always been an actor's actor. Samuel has always been. You got a role for me? I'm there. That, 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 nah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't put on gotta, the same level. I don't put on the same level. I, I, I think you got a district. I would have picked Denzel too, but I ain't going to let you just shit on Samuel Jackson. I don't think. I ain't shit on Samuel. I said he just does, does a lot nah, of No, you just said he couldn't act. You said. Yeah, he can't. There's, there's nothing wrong with not being able to act if you get a lot of roles. Nah, I disagree like, with that. Like some niggas act like if you need that loud talking, cuss you out, black man in the movie, Samuel is perfect every time. And the way they put him in obscure movies. Man, Samuel will wear any fucking hair hairstyle, like you know what I'm saying. Like that shit. Hey, what's, uh, what's the movie with him and uh, Travolta? Uh, John Travolta. Yeah, Pope, uh, yeah, Pope, Pope Fiction. Fiction. You know what so, I'm saying? Like, I'm like, thinking about his hair and that, and then his hair in the other movie, uh, Mr. Glass. Well, that where Bruce, yeah, Willis. Bruce Willis. His hair was in that. You right? They do be putting him in crazy wigs. Everything, bro. I mean, and he's in some iconic ass movies, but just Denzel act. If I have to go off acting, Denzel, period. Just hands down. He's a thespian. Yeah. Okay. Movies versus. That was an interesting concept, though. It's like. You can't. You can't it's so hard to do movies versus because it's like I can't put a drama versus a comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could never. Because if I do that, it's like, well, do I like Kevin Hart as a comedian or do I like his dramatic uh, shit? Because uh, he did good in that Father's Day movie. <laughs> I ain't even finished. You know, I fell asleep um, on that shit. Steve Carroll. Comedian me. He's, he's another one. The dude from 40-Year-Old Virgin. He does dramatic shit. He does funny shit. Like Funny shit all day. I don't even want to see him in nothing serious. But that's what I'm saying. Like, But it's hard for me to choose a movie because there's movies that uh, made me crack the fuck up. Like, uh, any of them white boy movies, like Superbad or like uh, Anchorman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, And it's hard for me to put that against a movie like Crash. Yeah, okay. I get that. I get it. But when I started this, my point is we don't have replay value in movies no more. And I don't know if that's the writer's fault because you got some of the same actors playing in these movies. You know what I'm saying? I I think it's a writer thing because even um, when you say Crash, I could watch Crash right now. And then also, you know, it's a movie so good you kind of forget it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the movies now, I don't forget none of that shit. I be like, man, that shit was not Hell, impressive. I, I watched Collateral the other day with Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. yeah. yeah that, was, that shit was good as hell, bro. I know, it was good, but I that movie kind of got on my nerves because it's like... Because you didn't like seeing Jamie get fucked <laughs> up. Bro, like, nigga, first of all, if you gonna run, <laughs> run for real. Like, that nigga, like... <laughs> That nigga kept doing this. Run up the street and turn around like (laughs) he right behind me. Kept doing the stupidest shit. Then you gonna take the motherfucker to your mama? Like nigga just that that nigga just stupid. But it made Tom like you know that's how I know uh, Tom Hanks. That's I just like that white boy. Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Tom Hanks too. I follow two movies. uh, Tom uh, Hanks gave me that changed the game. Obviously, uh, uh, Forrest Gump, and then. Big, big made me excited to be an adult. Like when I seen what's, Big, what's Big? Big is when he was a kid and he wished that he was an adult, 
and then he he woke up a grown man. Then he had to go get a job. He had got a job at the toy making business. And like that nigga furnished his apartment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when like, he was dancing on the piano thing. Yeah, exactly. Like it, when I was younger, I was like, bro, I want a fucking drink machine that don't take money. You just throw socks in it and the drinks go. Like that shit made you excited to be an adult. Yeah. And then you become an adult and get an apartment. And then you barely got a couch in that bitch. <laughs> like, or you can put a piano in there. Uh, now I fuck with Tom Hanks. He, Cause you know, he gave us this. Big up, big up the whole island massive. It's your boy Chetna. I'm the captain now. That nigga Chet Hanks, boy. That nigga's a funny white boy. So yeah, this, yeah. shout out to his pops. Yeah, man. So all the movie makers out there, man, do better, man. Like You know what movie I didn't see that I, that I wanted to see before I came pod? Uh, so I'll make sure I receive it before Saturday pod. Uh, the Blackening. The movie that came out on Juneteenth. I don't even know what that's about. It's supposed to be a uh, all-black movie about Juneteenth, about black. You know, it's like a gang, a board game. And it's supposed to be a horror movie slash funny movie. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it yet. Yeah, that's fine. But, uh, it ain't got to me. It. I'm like surface-level consumerism, right? If it get to me, your marketing budget is huge. No, it's, it's some people in it. My old girl from Insecure is in it. Um, what's the other dude? Um, from Snow from Snowfall, Man Boy, later play Man Boy. I forgot his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, he's in it too. What's up? Well, um, last thing on movie, I finally did start. I didn't get to finish because I was watching it on the plane. I did start uh Ant Man. You right? Uh, most like, It's crazy watching Ant Man after all the allegations of Jonathan Major. <laughs> You see that shit completely different. That's why I hate. That's why I hate allegations, bro. It's just like when I watch Creed. I watch Creed after, when I, I, after the allegations. So I'm watching Creed, and this nigga walking to the corner, <laughs> doing that crazy shit, right? Keep grabbing this shit. Hey, look, I'm watching the shit. And the girl see his thoughts, and she like, and she seen everything. And, and that, like, oh my god, that, that nigga looked at her and said. You can leave now. <laughs> bro, it's just the demeanor of a nigga that gonna hit your ass, bro. Like, I was enjoying the movie, though. Like, I was enjoying it until I seen that nigga on screen. And then they made him who he supposed to be. I was like, man, this shit. I'm like, okay. Never mind. None, none of these movies are like, oh, um, yeah. None of these movies are really good. That's right. I've just been watching, like, you know. I ain't even on no TV shows or nothing. Documentary, everything's just been kind of second lately. Yeah, I uh, the crazy shit I seen lately is a documentary on that little short uh bitch. The uh, <laughs> the little short she, <laughs> the one they said that she was thirty something. Remember they said she was twenty something years oh, old. Oh, she was acting like field. she, yeah. But it's bro, if you watch the whole thing, they did that girl wrong. She wasn't grown. She was she was she was a little girl. She was she was she was like Zeke. On uh, uh, power, remember they said he was like eighteen, but really right. fourteen. Right. He was. She was off a couple years. She went off as many as many years as they tried to say. Like, nah, she's a grown woman. Nah, when they said she was a grown woman, she had to be like fourteen. They do an apartment by herself, and then she's little. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, like, like a little, real little person. Right. They try to. Man, it, it's just a crazy documentary. They threw, in, they threw it in a crazy house. She trying to fuck on all the niggas in the crazy house, like. It, it got wild. It got wild. It got wild. 
to the point where like at the very end of it, they end up finding her real mom from Ukraine. The bitch was from Ukraine, bro. Yeah, like it, it was crazy. Damn. I was just Man. like, boy, white people go through a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so funny. I uh I was like, see, I can't sit down and watch no crazy shit like that. My mind won't even let me. Relationship TV, man. My girl, she watched yeah. the crazy. That's yeah. just like that Flowers in the Attic shit she had me watching, man. With the little girl, the, the woman locked the kids up in the attic while she was fucking on niggas all the time. <laughs> Saying that's relationship TV. Like a, like a raggedy bitch. <laughs> Left them kids at home with the mama. She gallivanting through the city with the rich niggas, too. Lying to these niggas like, nah, I ain't got no kids. Yeah, damn. Left them motherfucking kids and left them locked in the fucking attic. It was just a crazy fucking white people. Nah, speaking of white people, though, they did uh, come out with a new uh, Black Mirror. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. Season, seen some, season I seen six. I seen some of them. This is pretty, it's pretty cool. But, you know, this is what's cool. Before I even go into the, like, the first ones, ain't it funny when you go back and look? Because I was looking at all the episodes, seasons before. Ain't it funny how some of that technology done caught up with us? Yeah. Like yeah, that, that, that's why this season is more about the terms and conditions, the shit you don't know that you're signing up for with this AI. Shit. Yeah, they had they had a bunch of crazy shit. They had a bunch of crazy shit. And only, only thing I don't be liking sometimes is almost the predictable. You know how some sometimes it's predictable. predictable. Like, I seen one Black Mirror. I seen the plot. I like, oh yeah, buddy finna do this. He finna take this. And it happened. killed it. Only thing that happened was the twist at the end. I was okay. That was that was a better twist, but it was still sick. You know, it's, it's Black Mirror. Yeah, it's Black Mirror. If you don't know, y'all, Black Mirror is like a sci-fi um, series on uh, Netflix. It's a Netflix original, right? Cool thing I like about it: it you don't have to watch it. Um, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an anthology series. You yeah, watch it in order. You yeah, literally, it. you can watch them. You could jump to season five. Only reason I say don't jump because some of the technology makes sense when you see how it was introduced. Well, and you remember last season they had like the gayest, bruh. <laughs> Look, that's so funny. I was that I was, was watching it with a friend, and I was trying to watch an old one with them so they could see it first. So they were like, "All right, so what about this one?" And I was like, "Nah, we ain't watching that." They're like, "What's wrong with that?" I was like, "Nah, I don't want to watch that, that one." Gay. Again. <laughs> that shit, that shit gay. <laughs> Now, and, and then the end of that shit was one it was gay two it make you not want to play no video games with your homeboy man man <laughs> oh, I ain't bro. trying to play 2k with you I ain't trying to play Tekken with you and if I do <laughs> I do play a fighting game nigga fight with a nigga nah, <laughs> no nigga <laughs> no <laughs> I don't know I don't, don't know who I'm playing. It don't matter. I'm just playing Tetris. Like, oh, boy, what? Eventually, you just playing Tetris. Bro, that nigga, that, that nigga, that nigga had it. that big-ass screen playing Tetris. Like, <laughs> bro, I can't even fuck with it. But the end of it, yeah, that's, the end had to be the, the most uh, bussified end bro, I've ever seen. I've ever seen. I'm talking about all the citizens of Backdoorville. <laughs> Backdoria was very happy. <laughs> Them niggas was playing the back door your game. And that shit was so funny. I said that in front of uh, my homeboy Cam. See, Cam and my gay homeboy. You know? Oh! So, you know, I do him like white folk do us. So yeah. I'm like, man, I'm not homophobic. I got a gay friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Cam Kudo. So Cam, like, that's what they call it now? He said, straight people come up with a new title every week. <laughs> Backdoor, yeah. <laughs> 
I said, yeah, bro, that's what they call it. <laughs> that shit was funny as hell. But yeah, don't worry. I don't even know the name of the episode, but y'all watch Black Mirror. You see a nigga playing video games, just change it. <laughs> just change it. Thank me later. Thank me later. Um, but nah, though, man, this weekend uh, was good to me. Uh, I actually got some time to... Uh, I went to New Orleans um, for two days. Um, and you know what? Because people don't realize, people are like, oh, you, Africa, you went to Africa. Like, and Cal tell you, we be working in Africa. That shit don't be no vacation. Yeah, when, it, I, when I heard Cal tell, like, he had some fun, but Cal was working. Yeah, it's like, it's cool because you're in Africa, but you are catering to 92 senior citizens almost. If you just want to be real. Damn. And what's so funny about that? I was uh, at this hotel, and it was elders. A, it was a it was a teacher, and she was uh sitting outside in the hallways, and I was actually knocking on doors, kind of like letting people know what we're doing the next day. And then she was like, "You got a group too?" And I was like, "Yeah." She said, "Kids." I said, "Not worse, seniors, <laughs> because seniors are kids that you can't tell what to do." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the motherfuckers got. Little bladders, <laughs> the motherfuckers get lost, <laughs> the motherfuckers forgetting shit, <laughs> forgetting shit. Goddamn, motherfucker, do all this goddamn Wanna be shit. all up underneath you. <laughs> Someone, <laughs> look, I'm telling you, but you can't tell them what to do. So it really is. And then we came back from Africa, and then we did five days in uh, DC. That's when niggas got sick because that was just too much. So come back from all of that. You know, Derek had a whole weekend of stuff planned, like speaking engagements and stuff. And I was like, bro, you just need to take a break. And I didn't know how soon he was going to do it. I just told him to take a break. But he wanted to go to uh, New Orleans. So we went to New Orleans for a few days. And, man, New Orleans, New Orleans is cool. But I'm going to be real. Them niggas ain't got shit on us, bro. In a sense of, like, New Orleans people don't even like all that Bourbon Street shit. Like, all them white folk that be down there at the crate. All I did when I was down there, stayed in my hotel, um, went to the casino, shouldn't have did that. Um, I'm learning. You know, I tell y'all niggas, I don't smoke, I don't drink. I always say that because I have an addictive personality. I seen that shit in the casino. <laughs> like, let it ride. <laughs> bro, I seen my addictive personality. Like, first night I got there, and I just have too much fun in that shit. I rode craps for those that don't know. Craps is the best game in the casino. And I'm rolling. I'm having a good time. Rolling my money. I'm winning for a little second. And then I just get excited and I just start betting crazy. So next thing you know, I leave. Because when you got to, you know, to me, the casino like the strip club. When you got to go to the ATM, you in trouble. Like, <laughs> Cause you know, like a strip club, when you go to the ATM, you're in trouble. So I left, and then I remember I was in my room. I was in my room at like twelve o'clock, bro. And I'm just sitting there replaying in my head what I did wrong. Next thing you know, I'm in an Uber on the way to the casino <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. So I go back in there, get on the table again, lose a fucking year. But this time I lost for real because. I was up. I was up by like 800, bro, and I gave it all back to them. So Damn. I finally get back in my room at like 6 o'clock. I'm chilling. The next day we get ready to fly back. 
So Derek asked me to go get him the uh uh what they call them uh what's the things they eat in uh New Orleans beignets. He asked me to go get some beignets, and this one I knew I got an addictive problem. So you went right back in the fucking <laughs> no. Though. I'm supposed to go straight to beignets, so I'm I'm going to get some. I'm in an Uber, and I look. The Uber is passing the casino. I said, "Hey, just let me out right here. <laughs> just let me out right here." <laughs> Bro, I tried to go get my money back one more time, bro. And that shit was horrible, bro. Like, the casino took my money. I ain't gonna lie. It just, it just, it was an L all the way around. I'm telling y'all now, like, I got a problem. <laughs> like, that's why I can't, that's why I'm, if they ever start voting for the casino to come to Atlanta, how they were back in the day, I'm voting no every time, bro. It was, <laughs> that's it, why you say no. <laughs> It's going to ruin me, bro. Like, the good thing about the casino now, I can't get to it unless I travel. Like, I have to consciously go somewhere where a casino is. But other than that, bro, I, I know I got a problem. Like, that's why I say it's certain shit I can't do. It's certain shit I can't play with because um, I got a problem, man. So, <clears throat> shout out to New Orleans. It was a beautiful time, beautiful city. Bourbon Street. I didn't go out there much. You know, I was with some old niggas. I actually went to a uh, cooking class when I was out there. Like, nigga learn how to make gumbo, bro. Like, like for real, for real. But do you remember? Nah, like, I remember, I remember, like, 70%. The rest, like, it's, like, extra parts on the bed. Like, you can put up the bed if you don't have, like, I can make the gumbo. It might not have all, I can't remember the shit in the beginning, but, like, the shit towards the end, like, I, I know I'm pretty good on that shit. I can make. So, I'm going to make some gumbo. I'm going to bring it on the pod and let y'all taste it. <laughs> Just bring it to the pod. <laughs> Pause. We'll let the young boys taste it. <laughs> Pause. I ain't going to tell nobody, man. But um, other than that, man, it, it was really just a, a, a slow weekend, man. Like, I feel like Juneteenth has been slow this year. I don't think it's like, I mean, today is Juneteenth. Yeah, but, I just feel like a lot of things. I feel like everybody's been doing something, so you could have went somewhere to celebrate it, you know? So I think that's what it is. I think it's more, I think more local municipalities are celebrating now, so I don't have to drive to Atlanta to celebrate. To I, could, I could stay in Eastport, I could stay in Stone Mountain, I could stay in Norcross. Right. I could stay anywhere. And celebrate. And it, yes. Making, like, everybody's, doing, hell, my dad, they're starting to do one in my grandma's old neighborhood. They started to like block the whole section off like they did this year. Yeah. He said everybody came out there. So like next year, that's probably where I'll be. You know what I'm saying? Up there. In Charleston. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, so I'm seeing the whole the whole movement of people that they saying they don't celebrate Juneteenth. They ain't celebrating it. They got hesitation. And it's just like if I'm a candidate, my dad said that to me. Not that, but he we were talking about it. And he said he's Still trying to because you gotta, you gotta understand it's a faction of black people who never knew what Juneteenth was until it became a national holiday. It really until it became like a mean thing, right? Then a national holiday, right? And for my dad, he was saying, "Well, I understand it, but I still don't get it because we got a holiday, but things ain't changed." And I said, "Well, see, that's that's what we're trying to say. Black people will take symbolism all day." from the government, but we won't really demand and get the things that we're really supposed to be getting. So like when it comes to that, I think you have that faction and then you have the other half who are just Coons who's like uh Candace Owens, who was like, 
uh, Juneteenth is the made up holiday. Yeah. You know what every holiday is a made up holiday. That's yeah. like every holiday is made up. No holiday is written in stone. I just feel like we, it's always something. Like we can't just, like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot that we have to do and there's a lot we deserve. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but to me, it's hard to have the knowledge that I have of what slavery was and not at least do this day in honor of somebody that couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially when we turn the fuck up on Cinco de Mayo. Like, we gonna eat the taco. We gonna, and I know we just there for. I, 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 I like what Juneteenth has turned into. I feel like it's turned into just a personal black celebration. I don't want it to be like Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. It's commercialized. Like, no, I, I think they're trying to get it there, though. They try, I mean, you see. But, but that's what I'm saying. They, they, they're trying, but they can't and they won't be able to because what? why do you say the holiday exists? You know what I'm saying? See, with Cinco de Mayo, that kind of happened over some time and some years. Juneteenth is brand new. Maybe by the time, maybe 20 years from now, they'll get Juneteenth like that, but you'll never get it like that if you don't ever pay reparations because right. you'll always have a faction of black people who's like, so Biden gets up, recognizes Juneteenth, Says it's the original sin, but there's nothing you want to do about it tangibly. Right. What the fuck are we celebrating? Right. Like a day that way. You know what I'm saying? What did you let slaves free, but really we've been free. They just didn't tell them until Juneteenth. So y'all been lying. Right. So even the okay, so the ones who was working for free during that time, do they get anything? Right. At least the Texas slaves. Can you, tra- can you track your family back to, <laughs> to, to the Texas to Galveston? Slaves? You know what I'm saying? All, all the Galveston slaves, they at least can get a check because they definitely work for free. That's that's what we're celebrating, right? That's what Juneteenth is, right? Like you're recognizing it. Right. So it's like, you know, slapping the face almost sometimes. But that's why I just, I, I wish, truth be told, I wish it never became a federal holiday. I wish it would have just stayed Juneteenth the way we've been celebrating it because we needed that as black people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like imagine how how big it'll be to keep having this parade every Juneteenth, even though it's not federally recognized. Fuck that. We were, every black person recognizes that. And that's when you start gaining power and momentum. Yeah. I'm just like, this is the first year. And I guess I'm looking at it different because this is the first year I haven't celebrated in the sense of having my, my Juneteenth dashiki. Party. Yeah. Cause you was in the NL. So yeah. what, what they do down there? So it was, uh, it was, well, first of all, you know, I always ask my Uber drivers, them, everything, you know, them motherfuckers didn't know shit. I had like two black drivers, foundational black drivers, and a whole bunch of like Ethiopians and uh, Sudanese people, whatever. So they ain't know nothing about Juneteenth. I did see a day party that was happening, but that looked like it was one of them things where we party promoters and we trying to get our party turned up. Let's just put Juneteenth on it so Negroes will show up. So I ain't necessarily go to that. But it was really quiet. That's what I say. It was it was quiet as hell. I know in Atlanta there was several festivals, there were several events to go to. But I think this was uh this year was confirmation for me that I got to quit playing with mine and just keep it going because um, it, it's needed. And I think a lot of the people that are doing these events are not doing them with education in mind. They're not doing them with the the concept of. Like, let me really educate people on what Juneteenth was. Let me take a, m- a moment to honor our ancestors for what they did. It's just a lot of people throwing their name on an event. And 
if that event get enough people, we're going to get paid. And that's what it's becoming. That's what I see it's becoming. And I'm trying to avoid that, me personally. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, yeah. That's what I see. That's what I, I see, too. I want to I wanna bring it back, but it's... And then you just get frustrated, dog. You get I don't even want want the pie to go here, but you get to get frustrated because it's like we got so much fucking work to do, man. And we just can't get on like and to do the work, there's a level of camaraderie and uh connectivity we gotta have as a people. And then it's folk that don't even wanna celebrate Juneteenth. Like they don't even wanna Well when you said that earlier though, what do you mean people who don't like, I know people that know of what Juneteenth is. They knew before the federal holiday, and they still don't want Like, I, I didn't get into it on Facebook, but we were kind of talking about, they were like, why they don't celebrate it. And they wouldn't necessarily, they were like, well, I don't want to go into it on, on here, but I have my hesitation of why I celebrate it. And I'm thinking maybe they might be a part of the reparation movement, but I even know people in the reparation movement that still celebrate it. So, yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. So it was just, but, and, then, and then it's like, then you don't have to celebrate it because there's a bunch of holidays niggas don't celebrate. I'm not forcing down their throat, you know what I'm saying, or or that you can't force down my throat because every Christmas holiday, nigga want to kind of try to tell me why I need to be in the spirit, or every time it's Easter, well, I, th- I think I think I think eggs. I think any Af- any uh organ, I mean any holiday that was founded by an African American needs to be celebrated. Kwanzaa is one. That's like yeah. that's an African American institution. These are institutions, right? Yeah. This is shit that we pass on. That's why I say they have to be celebrated. But just like I don't know what the fuck a Yom Kippur is, but they celebrate in that in the Jewish community. They have um Ramadan from the Muslim community. Everybody has their holidays and shit that they celebrate that I don't have to celebrate if I don't believe in or no. Same thing with Juneteenth. It's like that why my only gripe with Juneteenth is just this federal holiday shit and make it seem like they gave us something like oh we we we're up you know black black people are up one now because we got juneteenth like i don't give a fuck like i would have took off juneteenth regardless it's like mlk day it's like and then then how they really get you if you have a job they call them floating holidays now so you get to choose if you want off juneteenth but you work on mlk or something like that like you get to choose your holidays right so it's like come on man it's all a game yeah, and we know, and we know, we got King, we got King Holiday. That's our Coretta. Mm-hmm. We got that from her work, her I mean, the King Center, all of that. They gave her that, but even to get that, you had to get a watered down version of it. a super watered down <clears throat> version. The most watered, I, I think. I, <laughs> I mean, like I said, I think that's why Martin Luther King Day has become a list of the floating holidays because with more invention of the uh, internet, podcast, YouTube, and now we have information, we are now getting the other sides of MLK. Hell, um, there's a, a biography coming out about Dr. King. Uh, I think it's out now. It's called King, and the guy has the original transcripts from a Playboy interview that Martin Luther King did. And I guess during the time, the editor twisted MLK's words to saying like he didn't agree with MLK. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't agree with Malcolm X. The original transcript is saying that he does agree. Right. He actually wants to sit down and talk to the brother. Right. And come up with something. So, like, even knowing tidbits of information like that, it's like, y'all, we get the most watered down version of King ever. ever. Like, King said he wanted his check. He was down for the reparations. He started breaking down, you know, what this government was doing and wasn't doing. But now it's like, all I know is all I have a dream. That's what they teach you first. 
nobody teaches you about, you know, how low key MLK and Malcolm X is kind of merging towards mm-hmm. the end. Right. You know, both of them. So it's, you know. And I think, like, we, and I, and I talk about this all the time. We never, we're never going to get to what they were trying to do. Cause we don't even want to learn what they were doing. Like, it's a conversation we just not having. Like, and they never, we, it's like people wasn't going to celebrate Juneteenth without it becoming a federal holiday. Without the white man saying that you could. Literally, without permission. Like, we just having a real conversation. There's people that's not going to learn Malcolm without it being a federal holiday and being approved. There's mm-hmm. people, unless unless Biden come out today and say, this is Malcolm X Day, he was a great man, this is why. People ain't about to start studying mm-hmm. Malcolm. And that's why they don't study King. They just study what they say about King. I have a dream. Or just pull, just pull some quotes. They do, they do King like how niggas do the Bible. Or find a good scripture that fit what you want to say. Regurgitate like a motherfucker. And every time King come up, it's literally, you see an interracial couple. It's what King lives for, right? <laughs> Nigga, like, bro. I mean, it might have been, but I was, what I'm saying is, that's not exactly all of what King was doing. You know what I mean? And I just want us to, you know, with our holidays, with our ancestors, I want us, I don't know how do you motivate people to learn on their own and get it on their own because I just feel like we are getting further and further away from who we are and what we know. So therefore it's removing us further and further from their actions of what they did. So therefore it's also making us further and further from ever being able to hold them accountable or pull ourselves up and make a difference from it. Like, like young kids don't, even I don't even think young people really even identify with racism, slavery, and none of it. Like generation below us, like in their twenties, I don't think they fuck with it at all. Like I don't think they are triggered by it. I don't think they. That's why you be seeing. I be sending you the video. All these little young boys be playing with this shit. Like, oh here I'm gonna give you a a, a n word pass. You get to say the n word. All these uh, uh TikTokers. Yeah, I hate that shit, bro. But that's some young nigga shit. Like, they be playing with these white folk like this shit a game. Yeah, this some young nigga shit, but some of that be non-foundation. But, yeah, I, I, I some of that do be, be that. It be a lot of that non-foundational shit. But it do be that. foundational, too. I be seeing it in foundational, too. Right, you got to show me those ones. I, mean, I can show you. I ain't going to say. It's somebody we know. I ain't going to say the name. I'll I, I believe it right here. Nine times out of ten. So that's what you're talking about? Yeah. And like I said, you do some research, you find out. Nah, foundation. Yeah. Well, I, I ain't guilty. Fuck you, Kyle. You ain't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man. Speaking I, of which. See? <laughs> Come back. Hit me back. So yeah, nah, foundation. So like, I don't I don't like that N word pass shit either. And and I don't like it when I I don't like it when I see the uh all the uh little kids fighting. And you see, come on, nigga, come on, nigga, and the whole crowd be a bunch of little Hispanic and Asian boys. Bruh. You see, no black boys around. Bruh. Come on, nigga. I'm like, who? Bruh. 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 Bunch of little like, fat Joes is running around. Bruh, it's it's like, you know, the younger they get, the slippery the slope nah, is it, getting. It, it, it does get a little. Yeah, it it, it does yeah. get a little slippery on the slope. Sometimes I I I feel like every black person goes through 
a nigga phase in a sense of like, it's almost like being in the church. It's like you you never knew about nigga, then you find out about nigga. So you start saying nigga. Then you start really learning about nigga. You like, I don't want to say nigga no more. I don't want to be no nigga. I don't want to be no nigga. I don't want to say nigga. I don't want nigga around me even say it. And then you realize, hey, niggas don't give a fuck. The goddamn progression. That's you know, I, I know I go through mine. I, I go through mine all the time. Because sometimes I go through that too, but and, sometimes and, I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm a, I, 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 like, a good example is like sometimes with my kids, I, I don't like, and and to be funny, I might exaggerate, but man, this nigga here, but in just like to really address them, I don't really, I don't call them a nigga. Right, you know right. I just do that consciously. You know Antoine Fisher again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going back to good movies. Yeah. Another good movie. Good yeah. movie. Denzel. Good movie. Good movie. Denzel put them on, yeah, too. You know what I'm saying? Samuel can never. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but I, I feel you on that. So that's why on these holidays, for me, it's not the celebration. It's more of the education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really what that shit be for me. It's the education part of it. Like, yeah, I'm having a good time, but what is something that I can give you to make you... because all right, go back to the movie uh, Coco on Disney. Man, that shit game changing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can show go- Coco. That shit made me go back to my family lineage. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to be like the little Mexican boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we ain't we get what Princess and the Frog, voodoo shit. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, although that's a part of our show is the right part of voodoo. It was the negative voodoo again. That's what that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like. My thing is, we have to start getting back to celebrating these holidays because again, it's it's more about instilling the foundation that our kids need. They can build on this shit because, again, man, we getting so far removed from this shit, bro. Like I was looking at something the other day. Um, rest in peace uh, to Michael Bozeman, dear brother, mm. passed away, and I was looking at his obituary. And I was looking at his, like, high school graduation pictures. And just back then, like, you wanted to be the smartest person in the class. Like, back then, like, even where we went from our education, the pride of education, is comp- we so far removed from that history. Like, our kids don't be, like, passionate about this education like they used to. Like, I seen an article the other day. It said a 15-year-old get arrested for having a few guns in his house. You seen that? It was a, it was a, it was like fifteen year old get arrested. No. Uh, police found a few guns in the house, Bruh, The dude had an arsenal. It was a picture with thirty guns, literally extended clips, the drums, sawed off. Oh, shot. is that the one that was planning the? Uh, I don't know what attack? he. I don't know what he planning, but this is where our our kids now the shit that they having to live now, like. The educational experience is completely different. How our uh, kids back in the day were passionate about school, wanted to be the best. Integration, the biggest part, people just wanted better books. Not necessarily that they wanted to go to school with white people. Mm-hmm. They just wanted the tax dollars to reflect our schools like it reflect black uh, white schools. Yeah, like if it was separate but equal, make it equal. And, and we're still going through the same shit today. The difference is like... I'm going to let you finish because I got something to piggyback off what you're saying, too. Like, I just feel like the difference is now, like, 
motherfuckers just don't give a fuck. And it's like, all right, now, because you asked me what you're going to talk about at the beginning of the pod. I said, I ain't know because the video got taken down. But it all mixes into what you're saying, too, right? Because you have a level of intellect that is not, I don't know if it's looked down upon, but it's just not catapulted to the top in, in the black community, right? I, I hate to say it like that, but sometimes it seems like that. Like if you're smart, intelligent, those like you said, just a a thirst for knowledge, just one to read, like that yeah. didn't that doesn't really seem like is what's pushed to the forefront. It's not and connected then, to money. Yeah, boom. So it's not connected to the money. And then because it's not connected to the money, even on the money side, now every time I'm listening to money and business, all these niggas talk about is running the plays, running the plays, and I'm like. Starting the Airbnb business isn't a play, it's a business. Starting a podcast isn't a play, it's a business. Like, why are we referring to it in these kind of terms and shit to seem hip? The street shit. That street shit, right? right. Bring all that to the scamming shit, right? Because if you in this scamming culture, right, you don't want you don't want no nigga to be smart. Really, that's how America operates. You don't want nobody to be smart. You don't want an American to be smart. Right. You don't want, uh, if you black, you don't want the average black person to be smart. Because if I'm smart and I'm watching and I'm listening to what you're putting out, watching your pocket, um, but yeah, with the scamming shit, you don't want you don't want nobody to be smart. Right. Right? Because if I'm smart, I'm going to be reading. I'm going to be paying attention. I'm going to do research. I'm going to look and see what you really have going on. And I said we wasn't going to really talk about it, and we could touch on it a little bit. Um, and, and I'm trying to figure out how to approach it myself, too, because um, what I'm referring to is right now there is a whistleblowing operation going on with quote-unquote scamming right. when it comes to earn your leisure, uh, that whole class, uh, social proof, David Shans, that whole class. Um, and you have the other side, which is JT the Pocket Watcher, Tony the Closer, um, it's another guy. What happened to Common Sense, too? And it's almost like uh, watching this play out is almost like watching the black community, in a sense, kind of have his own civil war, right? Like, mm-hmm. trying to weed out the bullshit and get to some real shit, but you know, JT the Pocket Watcher, he's a guy who calls out scams. He's a certified, uh, I think, certified public accountant. Yeah, CPA. CPA and uh, certified in financial stuff. So there's some things that, like he always says, I can't even say or I'll lose my license. So he watches old interviews. He's seeing people send him clips of people who are going on to these podcasts and getting interviewed on these podcasts and saying, okay, this is how I made a million dollars doing Toro. Or I made a thousand, you know, million dollars doing Airbnb, or I made a million dollars. There's a bunch of different business plays, right. bunch of different business hustles, right? But not actual business. So he's watching it and he's hearing people say stuff like, "Hey, you know, go get a loan for a car, take that car loan, clean up your student loan debt, get your personal credit up, take that personal credit, get you a line of credit for your business." And he's watching it. He's like, "Hold on, that's fraud." So I can't tell you to commit fraud or I'll lose my license. And then on top of that, some of these people that have been interviewed have been, you know, indicted on some things, about to be indicted on some things, have owed money on some things. And unfortunately, 
I because I'm in the podcast land too, I understand what they're saying. You know, you interview somebody, you don't know what that person's gonna do a month, two, three months later, right? But if they do do something, right, you have to call them out. And I think that's all that they're saying, right? David them, earn your leisure them, they're not calling these people out. They're just taking the video down. Or in both of their senses, hell, earn your leisure and David. Both put out videos talking about scams and why they're against scamming culture, and then took the videos down. So it's Be- like because yeah, in the video they were not they were at the end of the day, bro. You got to have a real conversation, you know. And if you listen to my podcast, y'all know I hate coaching culture. I've watched it from the very beginning with Ty Lopez. All y'all his sons. <laughs> that nigga started this shit. Ty Lopez was the first nigga we ever seen put a million dollars on YouTube and you couldn't watch a fucking YouTube video without him coming on there like, look at me in my garage and I'm washing my car but I got, my books are the most important thing and I'm in a Lamborghini and we watched this nigga literally flex himself to legitimacy because we didn't even take him, we didn't even take him serious and then one day, he was on the same stages as the Gary V's or the uh, Cardones. And like, because in the, th- the reason I'm saying Gary V's and Cardone, these are two people that literally had a thing. This is what Gary V was all about marketing. Cardone is all about sales. And this dude, he didn't do nothing. He just had a YouTube video. He just had YouTube ads, YouTube commercial. Everybody came from him. And then next thing you know, after he made it, you start seeing everybody do the same concept, putting up video. Hey, you want to do this course? And this is why I really hated coaching culture. Coaching culture was coaches teaching first-time entrepreneurs how to be coaches to entrepreneurs. That shit made no sense to me. Okay, so then a little pushback on my side, right? Because I don't know all of it, but do they not help some people get their businesses going? You know, like wasn't wasn't the premise to be, you know, get you know, get your business started and you know, get your business going here? I think I think I'm not gonna say they're not helpful. Let me just say that. I just think it is a it's a process emotional process to get people in it. You know what I mean? Like, yo, this is this is how you do this. You sign up for this course. It's free to uh, sign up. If you want to be a part of this, it's absolutely free. And then you get in it, and now there's an upsell. Now this is the new thing you got to do. You got to do this. And I just seen too many people go through this stuff and it not work for them. You know what I'm saying? I seen some of you go. Okay, so why wouldn't it work for them? Because on the other side, they would say it doesn't work if you don't that do the work. Didn't do the work, <clears throat> right? And doesn't have the mindset which, capable of doing the work. And I'm and I'm I'm glad you said that. Which is why you've never heard me call a coach name or say anything about a coach and they stuff until David Sand started saying he was a podcast king. Until he said that before, did I agree with this stuff, Dave? And I've been knowing him for a minute. Uh, I met him back in the day with the Black Wall Street tours. Like, I don't agree with half of that shit because I feel like it plays on the emotion of our people. But 
I let it ride. It wasn't until David started saying, I'm guaranteeing podcast millionaires. I'm going to make you a millionaire this way. I make. I haven't met one millionaire that came through uh, David's stuff. I don't have people pay for David courses and say it was just basic stuff they didn't learn. And again, even that is not a crime, right? If you pay for it, you the one that paid. You went to the course. You didn't learn. You don't think it was worth it. That's on you. But when you start guaranteeing success for something that nobody knows how to be successful in, nobody can recreate any model. You can't recreate another million dollar worth of game. You can't recreate another Joe. You can't recreate another uh, uh, Joe Budden. You can't re- hell. You can't recreate another Joe, uh, Just Elders podcast. So for so- for something to be so fucking um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's 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 too it's too much of an individual success platform. I didn't start really judging that nigga. Till he start coming to the podcast lane. It, it is. And <laughs> this is how I see it, though, because, and everybody knows this, podcasting is the wild, wild west. Right. And all I see this nigga as is that, you know, you have a bunch of independent podcasters who went to the west trying to figure out how to get this homesteading thing going. And you now you have big money and big influence coming to the West and taking over a lot of this homestead, a lot of this space. And because it's the wild, wild West, one, you don't know what's going on out there. And two, by the time you find out what's going on out there, some of these people do look legitimate or look like they have a stronger hold just because it's, the, it's like what happened in the West. Right. You came with big money. I bought up all this land and put and established this by the time the government does come or by the time the advertising dollars do flow in. And then by the time it starts getting regulated, it starts to look like, oh, well, he is the podcast king. Right. Yeah, because he came out to the West and told everybody he was. Back home, he was not. Right. You know what I'm saying? He just brought it out here to the West. So a part of me feels like because it's the wild, wild West, you know, he, he's doing what happened in the West. Right. Which was just taking up the space. But on the other side, you know, I, I'm just mad I didn't um, have the clips from the video. But he, he brought up a point of, like, saying – well, you know, black people are the only ones who do this to each other. And once you start talking like that, it's like... That's when they th- that when they blew me. When they started comparing themselves, they were saying, pretty much they were saying the CPA dude is like the nigga that was telling the slave master. You know what I'm saying? It was incentives to snitch on uh, the other slaves. Like, really? But that's what I be talking about when I say you so far removed from the original sin. Like you don't even know how to respect it in your analogies of what it is. Yeah, or, or like I said, you can. It's like the Bible. You can twist it and try to turn it for you, but it's like, bro, that analogy was off like a motherfucker. Yeah, those like, niggas were snitching to white people to keep people in bondage, and if that's what you mean, then admit that you're keeping people in bondage. Right, and that's what JT is trying to say. And the other side of it, when he was like, oh, you know, even in Django, they had the black people fighting against each other for the white man's amusement. Ain't no white man sitting back watching uh, us arguing and fight over this shit. If anything, they're watching like, damn, black people getting scammed? Let me link up with these other scammers because I scam black people too. White people ain't trying to empower 
us yeah. like that. So if we see you linking up with the enemy, nine times out of ten, yeah, it's because you are scamming and bamboozling motherfuckers. I've never seen a motherfucker who's empowering black people just get a bunch of money. Like Van Jones got that big ass check from Bill Gates. What do you do with that? Right. Do you know and, what I'm saying? And <laughs> and when people be like, when people be like, uh, when they was on there and they were saying how, you know, my white friends don't do this. This they I, do. One, I hate it. Two, 90%, hell, 99 for a lot of y'all, customers are black people. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I hate when all of your money is coming from black people, but you so quick to say what you tired of what black people are doing. It was just lack of accountability. The fact that you pulled the episode down let me know you even more full of shit. On the episode, you said, if you see somebody scamming people for money, do not call them out. That's literally what they said on there. You shouldn't call them out. Maybe. You should let them scam. If you see somebody scamming a whole bunch of people for money, don't call them out. You should let them do it and then collect all the people that did it and then y'all come together and say something in private. But don't call that person out. But these be the same people that also talk negativity about uh, the church, right? Oh, why church, why pastors are doing this and taking this money? I just, you know, I was really annoyed by it because, and again, that's why I don't like the 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 coaching, the scam. Again, you can charge for whatever you want to charge for. for. And if our people choose to pay it, our people choose to pay it. But you know you're not, even with us, redoing everything that we're trying to do because we want to make sure we're bringing pure value in this. You know what I'm saying? We we want to just be like pure in our intentions with making sure people that are really empowered to do this work. And I don't know. I was talking to Cal about this shit the other day. I was like, man, sometimes I wish I had more of that. Like when I hear people like, oh, I'm, I'm just getting the bag. I'm getting the bag. You should have more of that. Just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Or just because it's, it's, it's almost like it's hard. It's almost like boule. To me, it's almost like Boule Illuminati type backdoor shit too, because the other part of it is even when David was saying in, in the in the interview, well, you know, I, I'm non-confrontational because he had a he had a dude come on his pod that was, yeah. was also talking about how he got scammed by uh, Greg Parker, big business, mm-hmm. it's a real estate deal, and he's like, I know that's your friend, man. I'm non-confrontational. I'm non-confrontational. All right, but you got to kind of call these people out because you are black. You are supposed to be promoting the culture. And there is a sense of responsibility that you have because if not, if not, the it's almost like what's bigger, the people or the business. I think because of Atlanta and how Atlanta operates, and we all know how Atlanta operates on a higher level. You know, I'm not going to call my friend out if we all getting money together. You know what I'm saying? They all doing these plays together, quote unquote. Right. Hell, David also said in the same breath, he made uh, 60000 in one of his investments over 100 came back 60 like damn that's a good play you think the average black person knew about that play nah so that's why i'm not gonna call you out because hell we getting money together you might owe that nigga some money you might owe these niggas some money but you don't owe, but me. You don't owe me and sometimes that's how niggas be operating and especially in atlanta especially on that top tier i'm not gonna call you out because you my friend or not, maybe not even me and you maybe our wives are friends. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. you know it's it's, a, it's like a good old boy network up there at the top. Even to the point where now 
I haven't seen a video yet that they put up where somebody doesn't comment on the scam. He just put up an interview with Mr. Two Weeks Out, right? Somebody down here put, man, I unsubscribed because of all these scamming and uh, because of all the scamming of the people. But you did have a fitness coach on, and I'm a fitness owner, so I want to re- I want to subscribe again. But I hope you guys start vetting people for the future. People loved your channel in the past, and it would be a shame if your brand is destroyed over clout chasing scammers. Well, I think I think again, I think the reason and this is the scary thing about podcasting, right? Because there is no such thing as payola in podcasting, and I think. You build this community. People understand you have a community. And if somebody say, yo, I want to come on your show and be interviewed, and they give you $10,000, $20,000, whatever you charge them, they know they're going to, if it's a good interview and it's clipped well, they're going to get back yeah. three times that. I, I, I think it's only the scamming is only because you're not calling the people out. you rather just take the videos down and... You're not doing any vetting, and your response to it is, "Man, just let them keep scamming." See, that's when they that's when that's they lie, and they did a whole podcast. Yeah, like the whole podcast was, I don't call them out. It really, the really Donnie fucked up that podcast for them because <laughs> I was kind of I was kind of like, "Oh, I get it." So Donnie started coming around on our side with the scamming because even she was like, "Shit, I lost some money and I still want my money back." And I lost some on this side too. And so I'm just like, well, in my head, like, damn girl, that shit didn't seem like no scam to you. Like, like if me, if you do the if me and you do the same investment, you get your money back and I don't get my money back, I'll be looking at this shit like, well, damn, like what part of it? Like what part of it is, is the scam part? And then then I would be looking at you sideways if you're not trying to help me get down with buddy, like, bro, what's up? You know and then, I mean? and then, so this this other thing, this is why I say it goes back to like now. If it's at different times, I understand that because I know how timing. You know, I've been in network marketing, right? I know how that we shit get goes. in at the bottom. Then. <laughs> <laughs> now, but look, the other thing that really get me is it's more so of the um, when you start talking, like just understanding where our people are. Period. Understanding how much we went through. Understanding our mental space. Right. And a lot of people that they're going after are first-time generational, like uneducated on the business sense of thing, right? They don't they might have college education, stuff like that, but they don't necessarily have a business degree or a business insight on entrepreneurship. And it's just very much like infant people that are trusting you based off of everything that you've put out, everything that you've shown. And you take advantage of that. I think that's what's hard for me. It's like, you know these folks, like, not trying to say it like this, but you know they're a little slow. You know what I'm saying? You know they're a little slow and you just want to keep, but you do it in the name of shit. All right, well, if you're scared or you don't want to be rich, uh, just keep moving like that. You know what I mean? It's just, Because my thing is, t- I hate my, that shit. My, my put, as, I, as I started thinking about it, I started, you know, going down little rabbit holes and looking at shit and um and also just thinking about my own shit and just all in all I'm just like you know they always like to say well black people are the only people that try to do this and other communities don't do that okay but why don't we do what other communities do then why don't y'all give out some no interest no fee loans or even just start up equipment for 
some of these startup businesses right. to get going because like I see how these Hispanics do. Everybody cut grass not because there's that many fucking grass companies, because there's that many older people who just they see a young man, a young woman, a couple together, 18, here goes a, a weed whacker, a lawnmower, and a driving lawnmower and a truck to put it in. Four pieces of equipment. You can get under my license and insurance for the business. You can call your business whatever you want to call it, but you can go under my bond and insurance for the for your business. Now you're a legit business. Now you can go out here and get it. You know what I'm saying? And all we ask is that you do it for the next person. You don't got to pay me back. There's just pay it back to the community. And now the, and you see how that community has just taken over yard work. Right. Right. We could be doing the same thing when it comes to entrepreneurship, but what we're doing is more so on the scamming side of it. You know what I'm saying? We're trying yeah. to teach more niggas how to do more, like you said, more coaches on how to be coaches versus, okay, how do I start a laundry? My, my neighborhood needs a laundromat. Right. What are the A, B, and C's to get this laundromat going? Okay, this is what I need. All right, in the Jewish community, if I need a $20,000 loan, I can get one, no interest at all. all right. That paid back over the five to 10 years. Can I get the same thing in the black community? Nah, because these niggas, shit, if I give you that, I'm going to need a percentage. I'm going to need, need 50000 back. I'm going to need, I, yeah, all, all that could be written in on some default shit if I fuck up. But like, let's get this promoted and run the business and do what other communities do. But we don't do that. What we like to say is, we just don't want to call each other out on scamming. And unfortunately, the last thing I got to say about it is in, the, in this podcast space, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know exactly what <laughs> what's going to happen with it, right? And, and what I want to say specifically, but if I do more and more research on it, I see the play, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And if I'm any one of these niggas, I would definitely pivot to podcasting. You get what I'm saying? But then it's like, well, what is podcasting? Are you a podcaster? Right. But it's hard to say all that. Why? Because it's the wild, wild west. At right. The end of the day. And there's still no regular hell. He did a whole interview with Mandy uh, for about podcasting. We talked about it on the last podcast. She broke down what this podcasting thing could be, is, and where it's going. And it's still not a blueprint. You know right. what I'm saying? Because you still got NPR podcasts over here with no fucking video ever that's doing numbers. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got... Joe Rogan over here who ain't been on YouTube in the past two or three years that when his contract is like, who knows what's going to happen to the industry? Like, that's why the whole industry is on a little pause and a little hold because of little things like that. But, you know, how do you, how do you actually grow this podcast community? That's what I've been trying to figure out. And if you're genuine about it, I be, if you're genuine about it, and you do have that amount of capital, resources, and access, I have some ideas on how you use that. Until then, I just have to get up my resources and capital to do what I would want them to do, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? But all in all, you know, I I don't think, because because of, I don't know about them other niggas, but that nigga David like 50 Cent in power. We thought that nigga burned up in that building. That motherfucker gonna come out. Yeah, like that nigga gonna resurrect. Like I don't, I, 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 I know them other niggas, like them EYL niggas. They probably shut down their shit or just pivot to a whole other business model before they get caught back up in this shit. But like David, I think he's staying in his podcast land. He's gonna figure it out. No, that's it's it's where he want to be. And if I'm being honest, I don't per se feel like David is the direct scammer. I just think you're fucking with scamming niggas, and you know them niggas ain't straight. But you've just, it's a benefit to you. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? I think you benefiting from being around these niggas so you just let that shit ride. Well, he is benefiting. Yeah. Like, he, he's stated he's benefited. His co-host has stated that they've benefited. Yeah. We're in Atlanta. We see how they benefit. Uh, we talked about this on the podcast with the, uh, with, with the side of them. We were talking about the Black Wakanda and the different bubbles and the different... The niggas who hang with David and the whole, whole camp, yeah, they'll do something for black people. They know who to contact to give a check to for black people to go back and say, I'm doing my part too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they're not going to be stomping on the ground. You know? So, you know, I, I don't think he's scamming per se. I just think he won't call out the scamming niggas. And... It was just a bad look with the podcast. Yeah. And JT on them niggas' head, man. That nigga, that, that nigga business model on YouTube is crazy. <laughs> that nigga's on the ass. I love it. Hey, I like that shit, man. But hey, man, uh, this week is going to be a good week. It's a lot of uh, good stuff coming up. Uh, I will be making a couple of announcements uh, on Saturday episode. So... Other than that, I ain't got much more to talk about, man. Uh, thank you for everybody that's tuning in, that's listening to the pod. Uh, shout out to the two new uh, Patreon subscribers. Thank you for coming on. We seen that. We seen that. Uh, and uh, what was something? It was something else I was about to say. I had forgot it. Damn, it was something that came to my head. It don't matter. I come up with it next week. But look, man, look, we love y'all. We need y'all. Most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Just. Eldridge Podcast. City with T.I. Outcast. And ooh, we everybody know about Atlanta. It's just a cool G. Everybody know about the scammers, about the trappers, and where we living now. It's just that lifestyle. Turn on my podcast. I'm trying to hear the real now. Hear perspective. We want to keep it real now. Every day we on the grind. Sometimes it's hard to tune out the outside. Oh, Podcast, tuning on the podcast, yeah. Real things, you know we gon' last, yeah. Kick it back, kick it back, kick it back.